0: I don't know how much all of our teams do this. I know a couple of them do, but obviously Crema, the organization has a purpose statement, but I know some of our product managers lead with kind of saying, okay, why are we here Mm -hmm. as, as a product team with the client or with the, the product ownership group? Why, why are we here? What, what is this product about? What's its purpose? So that, we're all aligned of saying, if we're building features, if we're building functionality that is not motivated by that purpose, then somebody, everybody here has the right to raise their hand and go, um, is that what this is about? You know, like, and, and there's permission to say that is not purpose aligned.
1: Hey George.
0: Hey Dan. What, uh, what do you got for us today?
1: Well, I thought we would continue and build on a conversation that we had um, on our last episode and continue building off of what we've termed here at CRIMA is our CRIMA framework. It's our framework um, that over the last, well really 12 years, we've seen uh, just these natural, if you want to call them ingredients or specifics, of excellent teamwork. And uh, that framework is made up of three things. Postures are the first things. And those four postures that we try to embody both internally, but also with our clients um, are curiosity, confidence, resilience, and humility. And we've unpacked those in different uh, episodes. But this idea of posture, it's what you're bringing to the table. Anytime you enter into a, you know, a quote unquote room with a, with another team, mm. it's your, it's your mindset could be your attitude. Again, it's your posture that you're bringing, um, anytime you, you walk into work. And then the other aspect of that are our disciplines and disciplines that we talk a lot about here at Kerma, are feedback, the ability to explore or pursue or investigate, uh, the third one, contribute and rest and contribute and rest were the last two that we've talked about and this idea and i love the talking about those even though they were on two separate episodes we still talked about them together to a certain extent they overlapped quite a bit yeah without question because this idea of contribute is using all of your skills using your talents using your expertise the the tools that you've gained over however long you know you've been been working at your craft in an act of service to others. So an act of service to your teammates, service of customers, your community. And that takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot out of you. There's a lot of time and dedication. And so the idea of being able to step back and look at your contribution through the, the discipline of rest, which includes obviously, you know, actual rest, vacation, time off but also one that we talk often about is celebration mm. and that is a form of rest because you're pausing uh, you're taking time to look at what you've done with your teammates and be able to take joy in that and satisfaction and also learning it's like okay we were able to to make this great contribution what can we learn from this and become better
0: can i and, add something to the rest ap- conversation real absolutely. quick i know i'm interrupting we didn't plan for this <laughs> I, I, I'm going to steal something. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it's, it's a kind of one of those like stereotypical, like classic analogies or like a legend stories. And you're like, I don't know where that came, came from, but that that works. And if you were the story of the two, um, um what's, (laughs) what's a, uh, not an arborist. What's a guy that cuts down trees? lumberjacks
1: lumberjack. Yep. Mm -hmm. You heard the
0: story of the two lumberjacks. I have not. So the, the idea I'm
1: intrigued. Please do yeah. tell.
0: And this is not what we're talking about today. So this is maybe just a little point back. You should go back and watch the other or listen to the other episode and learn more about rest. But this is on that that theory of rest in burnout to some extent. The there's a story of two lumberjacks, and um, one lumberjack spends let's say ten hours a day just going at it, chopping down trees.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just takes his axe out. They start at the same point of the day, eight a.m. They both end at six p.m. But they're they're there, um, one guy just goes at the tree all day long. The other guy takes a break in the middle of the day and ends up like taking like two hours off or, or maybe an hour, an hour, two hours off in the middle of the day. And yet at the end of the day, every single day, the guy that took a break had more trees cut down. And so this happens time over and time over and time over again. And the, finally, the guy's like frustrated and burnout and tired. And he comes back to the guy and he's like, what the heck are you doing? And how is it that you're getting more done when you leave in the middle of the day for two hours, and go away. Cause what are you doing? He goes, Oh, I, I go and sharpen my ax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's this, like that rest is such a powerful thing to sharpen your ax, to get back and do great work the next day. Right. I loved that. I loved that. That was.
1: That's fantastic.
0: Such a great anyways. That's not what today is about. Really I just had to share because I didn't know we were going to get back to rest. No, so there you go. I love it. Something. But
1: today mm. we want to we want to unpack the third leg or the the pillar, the third pillar of the trifecta yeah. of our um, framework of excellent teamwork, which is our our structures. Mm. George, mm. what are structures? Unpack that for us. <sighs> okay, so when we were
0: <clears throat> heading into this framework like trying to give ourselves some language to work around in this framework. If I know oh, we got to call it something different in the crema framework. I don't know. I it still bugs me. It still bugs me. I'm not great at naming things. Anyways, we, we found it. There is, there's what you just talked about. There's the thinking, right. Or the feeling, the postures, there's the doing, which is the activities, the, the, the disciplines, the habits, but then there's this other, it's is like, that doesn't tell the full story. And so many people in their frameworks kind of stop there. It's it's the thinking and the doing. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to use the analogy when we start thinking about structures of cooking. You're a mm. chef. You're a chef, right, Dan?
1: No. But I like to smoke meat. So it's it's the same thing. Okay. So let's so, okay. So we're making a nice rub here. No, I love yeah. homemade rubs. Yeah, you All do. right. Go, go with it. Okay.
0: So when you're when you're thinking about making a rub uh, for a you know, nice pork loin or something. Okay.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> for vegetarians out there, I apologize. Um, but when you're making that rub, there's, there's a couple of different ways you can go about it. You're like, I've smoked meat before. I know about the temperature I want, but you might be in like a playful mood that day. And so you might be exploring or experimenting with different ways to, um, uh, to try smoking this next meat. You might think about a different set of spices where you're just going, I'm going to try something new, or you might follow a recipe. You read something online and you're like, oh, I know how to contribute to this. This is exact. I'm just going to follow what somebody else proved to be right and we can get it done. And, um, and you know, those variables to pull on for the, mm-hmm. the doing of the thing, the, what the, the how, right. Right. And, um, and then you might even be just kind of in a mental state where you're like, you know what, I I'm, I'm feeling adventurous. Let's try something I've never tried before. Or again, you might be something where you're in a resilient state or like, I, I know this one to be tried and true. I'm going to be doing it. So this mm-hmm. is, this might, you've got these mindsets of, of how you approach cooking, um, or what you might do when you're cooking. And I would use the example of like, I love making breakfast. Mm. So like, I know how to whisk eggs. I know how to turn on an oven or a stove, you know, like those are all pretty like normal things. But the question is, is what are our ingredients? What do we have to work with so that when we go to start to do the work, the, the, the disciplines, the habits, the activity, or when we're thinking about the work, what, what do we have to work with? So, you know, when you're cooking, it's like, I got eggs, Um, or let's be honest. The only thing that matters when you're cooking is that I think it's salt, fat. What is it? Salt, fat, heat. I I wrote it down. Is it, is it acid? Acid. Yes. So the best chefs in the world, that's what they focus on. And, and you're going to get that out of any food that, whether it's a vegetable or, you know, right. fruit or, um, um, meat or carbohydrates or whatever, you're going to get those four ingredients, which is creates flavor. And it's how you experiment with those things. So how you play with them, how you follow instructions, how you do that, whatever that'll allow you to create what we think is an incredible meal, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, I'm reading this book right now. This is a tangential. I, I was reading this. I'm reading this book right now called Hail Mary. It's a sci-fi book. Oh yeah, uh, it's from the guy that wrote The Martian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he's he meets this other alien, and they're talking about food. And this alien does not eat the same way we do. I'm not going to explain how he eats because that <laughs> it's kind of gross. <laughs> and but he does not eat the same way we do. And at a certain point, he tries to explain that to the guy like. I'm going to have to eat this food that's on the ship for like a long period of time. There's a little spoiler alerts here. So go read the book if you don't want to hear, but I'm going to, have to eat this. And the guy's like, the other aliens, like, fine, you got food. What's the deal? And he goes, it doesn't taste good. And he's like, I don't understand. He goes, humans care what it tastes like. Right. Right. It's very important to us. Um, so I think that's the, that's the key is if we're looking to build a team,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if we're looking to build a culture, If we're looking to build um, a group of people coming together to contribute and innovate and think creatively and build things that matter, then you have Mm. to know what your ingredients are. Mm -hmm. And we call those the structures. So the reason we call those structures is because they tend to not change a lot or very frequently. They can have seasons of rapid change. I mean, obviously the pandemic forced a lot of structural change for organizations but they tend to not change too much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As with the other two, there are four principal structures that we're going to cover, but we're going to start with the first one today. And that is probably, in my opinion, the most important one. And that is purpose. Yeah. I When I, when I, when I knew that this, one, this conversation was coming up, I thought, oh, purpose, that's easy. We talk about purpose all the time. And then, as I started to kind of like try to write it down, it's like purpose is really nebulous. Mm -hmm. It's grand. Yeah, it's big. And by default, I don't know about you, Dan, but every time I see a purpose statement, it either means nothing (laughs) because it's just too vague, it's too big, it's too grand. Or it's way too specific and it's actually more of like a how statement or a Mm -hmm. what statement. Mm -hmm. Simon Sinek has in his start with why talk that turned into the start with why book, he has the kind of, um, what's that when there's circles are in bullseye, it's concentric circles, concentric. That's the word I was like, concentric circles. And it starts with like, most people think about the, the what, which Mm -hmm. is like, right. You know, it is truly. Yeah. Like what are we doing? Then there's the how, okay, so Mm -hmm. what are we doing? And then how do we do that? And that's usually where they stop, right? They don't force themselves to go into, and why do we do this? Mm -hmm. Which is truly your purpose. This Mm -hmm. is your, why your organization exists, right? What's bringing these people together, right? Dan, we, we recently changed from having a mission vision statement to having a purpose statement. Mm -hmm. Why, why did we, why did we consolidate those two?
1: Good question. I think for us, yeah, we had a vision and then we also had a mission. And for us, we realized it was the same thing, just communicated in two different ways. And our original mission statement, uh, turning good ideas into great product experiences. Which I still love that statement, by the way. I do too. I do too. But what we felt like it lacked is probably where when we were talking about just now of really vague, And just really grand. It didn't give enough specificity of, so I'm trying to think of an analogy here. Okay. Think of when you tell your family or whatever, Hey, we're going to go on a trip. And that's all you say.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's like thousands of different things could come into your mind. Right. Um, about, okay, are we going to quick trip <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are we going to the beach? Are we going? where are we driving to, you know, St. Louis? What, what, where are we going? What's this trip? And I think the intent there is to provide something inspirational, provide something that it gives direction. It gives, you know, purpose. It gives you an idea of where you're going and why we're going, uh, why we are going there. And for us, that our mission was, was that it was, it was, Hey, We're going on a trip, Mm -hmm. be inspired, um, go on this trip with us, but it didn't give enough. And so what we ended up doing is creating a purpose statement that still grand, but gave more, a little bit more granularity, but also a description of what that vision would be once we arrive. Mm -hmm. And so um, making the world better through um, design, technology, and culture, ultimately creating a world. Uh, where individuals and companies thrive. And so we have this And picture. really the
0: why of that is the latter half.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Right. This is what it's going to be. And the why we're doing that is because we envision a place where companies and individuals can thrive again, yeah. it's still grand, yep. not too specific, mm-hmm. but at least, at least it gives a description of where we're going. And so for me, when I think of purpose, it's, it's the reason we're here and um You know, I've used the analogy before of, especially as we do strategic planning, we're at the top of the mountain and we're going on a trip, we're going on a vacation and we know that we're going to, you know, pick your favorite. We're going to Fiji. It's like, we don't have enough. We don't have the dates yet. We don't know which airline, we don't know exactly what all we're packing, but I can have a pretty good idea of, of Fiji in my imagination, Mm -hmm. beaches palm trees, uh, the ocean warmth again. So it's like, okay, I can get on board with that. That sounds amazing. Again, not can all the details, I, but go ahead. Yeah. Can I challenge you just a little bit? Mm-hmm.
0: Your the why of your trip would not be Fiji though. Mm. The why of your trip, the purpose of your trip And you started to get you started, I think, Mm -hmm. to even get a little closer to it when you said, I can I can imagine the warmth, I can imagine the beach, I can imagine the Mm -hmm. the sun, the but I would I would I would maybe challenge us to even go deeper with what's what's the purpose of going to Fiji? Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the purpose of going
0: to Fiji is to be. In a totally different space mm-hmm. to have an incredible experience mm-hmm. right yep um the uh there's a there's a there's a um, youtube channel called we've mentioned it before yes theory and they put on these like they're they're young it's like young people living in la and new york that can basically drop everything in their lives and go do incredible things because stage of life. Okay. Not that I'm a little, it's just a stage of life. And <clears throat> what's the, mo- the most recent episode, they were celebrating their like sixth year. And the challenge was, is they were trying to put on a, a massive group events, 30 plus people that they've never met people. They literally were going to meet in like on the streets of New York. And they, the challenge was, how do we convince them to come with us two days from now, to an undisclosed location to do an undisclosed thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: with these strangers. And they're not allowed to say anything except for the fact we have a YouTube channel that's focused on seeking discomfort, trying things you've never done before, and having incredible experiences with people you've never met. That's a bunch of why statements right
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: the, the what of it. Right, they're like oh like eighty percent of the people they asked mm-hmm. said yes, especially when they found like young hip people to do it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they, it was so motivating. It was like, oh, y'all want to go have an experience like that, and that's such a a, a motivating why. Mm-hmm. And it had nothing. He could, they could have said. Hey, we're gonna take you to upstate New York. And we're gonna take you to this like weird castle that the du- this dude built. We're all gonna stay in the castle. We're gonna play games, and it's gonna be great. We're gonna swim at night, and we will probably drink too much, right? <laughs> he could have said that, but that would have been like, well, I mean, that that seems weird. Why would I go do that? Mm-hmm. But when you say I'm, we're gonna create an experience for you, like something you've never had before, you're gonna to get to build relationships and meet people that you've you've never met. You're gonna have lifelong friendships, like why 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 just right. slam, you
1: know, slam yep. in front of you yep yep absolutely i think yeah that's a good call out as far as our purpose statement talks about where but the why of the where yeah you know this is where we're going this is why we want to go there so we're going to fiji oh really why well we need to rest yeah. we need to relax i need to and, and we think that it's really important to to see new new things and experience mm. new cultures mm-hmm. and put ourselves in a place to where we can, yeah, we can relax. We can, yeah. Talk to new people, people that have different perspectives, whatever that why is. Right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I think it's, this is a really hard, because even as we do it here, there's, there's, it's so much easier because I think humans are just very concrete animals, right? We Mm -hmm. really like to just go like, okay, tell me the instructions. I'll follow those instructions and I'll, I'll expect in a given result. But I think within innovative work, and really the argument could be made within business or Mm -hmm. within any human initiative where there's multiple people coming together to try to accomplish something, That it is so much more nuanced for that, for people being motivated to come together to actually do this work. And it's one thing to say, you and I could have started Crema and been like, hey, here's the deal. We design and build software. Um, come work with us. We're a place to do that, and um, we'll pay you. Functionally speaking, those are all accurate statements, right? We will design and build software. We will pay people to help us to do that. Um, we'll we'll help. We'll find clients, and clients will do that with us. But that there's nothing motivating that about that. There's right. nothing that draws in people or draws us forward to mm-hmm. the potential of what we could do together.
1: Right. There's not a, yeah, it's almost, and you can see this when you walk into a meeting and it's a poorly ran meeting. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden someone says, why are we here? <laughs> you know, it's was like, why are and we all no here today? No one can answer what's the, the question. What's the, you know, here it comes purpose. Yeah of us meeting together. I think there's always, so something as small as a meeting, if we're craving for, you know, why, why did you ask for my time today? Why are you asking uh, for me to be here? Why are, why are we running through this exercise? Help me understand. So for me purpose, and I think this is something to consider is that because of what purpose is, it's kind of both it tries to be as specific as possible, but yet still grand. It takes the greatest amount of communication and repetition mm-hmm. in making sure that there is understanding as to why. So whether it could be the purpose of a company or it could just be the purpose of the meeting. It takes really good communication and a delivery of, um, a delivery of the reason for this meeting or why am I choosing to work at you know, such and such company? Right. And um again, because there is that driving force. And also also, you know, there's that level of of ambition. People want to know that their contributions are making a difference. I want to set out and achieve this for this reason.
0: We we've talked about this over and over again, especially when we were talking about postures. People make decisions based off of emotions. Mm-hmm. Logic's involved, but it's not actually usually the motivating factor. Mm-hmm. Because if we made decisions on logic, oh my gosh, in some ways, I, I don't know, in some ways the world would be better, in some ways the world would be more robotic, right? But the fact that we make decisions off of emotions means that you're always having to, I don't wanna say play at the emotions, but you're having to pull on the emotion. Um, and I know that there's different parts of the brains that react to emotion versus logic. And it goes back to what you're saying, which is if you're not beating the right drum, you might just be beating a logic drum. Right. And people are like, I understand what we're doing. That is not what we're arguing about. I don't understand why we're here. Mm
1: -hmm. Right.
0: We have our instructions. I have my recipe, but I don't understand why I'd want to eat Mm -hmm. anchovies. Right. (laughs) Right? I don't, there's nothing motivating about this.
1: It's interesting. You said around emotion and logic, um, with a purpose statement, I feel like, and this maybe this is just me processing here, but a, a good purpose statement requires both in that purpose gives it form, but on, the, or I'm sorry, logic gives a purpose statement form, but emotion gives it meaning. Yeah. Almost. It's because, yeah. and even when we went through our purpose statement, we went through, you know, oh, this feels good, but why, right. you know, it's, it's yeah, almost like challenging a deeper, ourselves to go deeper, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, logic is, oh, okay. We have a scaffolding here. We have a form, but it's that emotion with it, mm-hmm. that feeling mm-hmm. that gives it, that gives it meaning. It gives me that I can aspire to that. I can, um, there's motivating force behind that.
0: Well, and if you, if you think about the latter half of our purpose statements, be, meaning saying both, we believe that it, We can literally help individuals and organizations to thrive. Right. When we say both of those things, what's incredible about that is like, one's not going to sacrifice the other. We're Mm -hmm. not going to create software that just serves each each individual person, Mm -hmm. because then you have bespoke situations that that, then we can't do it at scale. Mm -hmm. And so the organization suffers and we're not going to create software that sacrifices the entire staff because then you don't have people to think creatively about how to move the organization forward and to explore new ideas and innovate. So they both, they both have to thrive. We want human beings to thrive both in an organizational factor and in an an individual factor.
1: Right. Um, Yep. Those things aren't mutually exclusive.
0: Right. We there, there's there's um, Apple. I, I hate using Apple as an example. I'm just going to say it now, but I'm going to use an example. <laughs> um, you know, the, stereo, the, the classic, um, you could say, Apple could say, we make great computers. They're beautifully designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Want to buy one? Like, that'd be accurate. Apple would, in some, and in some advertisements, they kind of say that, but that, that's not how they position mm-hmm. themselves. Their why statement, and it's been said different ways over the years, but is everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo. We believe in thinking differently, right? There's this motivation to go like, I want to, I want to try Apple because it's different. There's a novelty to it. There's an intrigue about it. There's, there is a curiosity about it. It draws you in, Mm -hmm. um, and then they go on to say that the way we challenge the status quo is by making our products beautifully designed, simple to use and user friendly. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the how, but the, why is like, Oh, don't you want something different? Mm-hmm. Don't you want like something amazing? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit of like that FOMO, which I, I struggle with, but oh, we come on. Anybody who listens to this podcast for any period of time knows that I struggle with FOMO. Um, but I think there's something to that you're trying to draw out. Imagine a world, you know. Every every uh, teaser for a movie doesn't say, "In this movie, here's what you can expect to have happen." Right. It starts with "Imagine a world where,"
1: you In know, a world I mean? where dragons rule.
0: Yeah, and you go, <laughs> "I'd love to see that world."
1: That's right. Tell me more.
0: Yeah, and I think that, I think that's why it's so hard. Because what it is, it's, it's great storytelling. It's, it goes back to saying, instead of being uh, mandating a task, a great leader of a team, an organization, a group of people motivates so that the people can carry out the tasks almost without having being told what to do. You know, there's times you could course correct. And we'll talk about that because that's another part yeah. of structures. Yep. Yeah. But if you don't have a clear purpose and the team doesn't hear it all the time, like for us, if the team's not hearing us saying, are our clients and the people on our client teams thriving? Mm. Then then we're not doing a, r- a work. Right. You know, we're not living up to our purpose. Are we right. thriving? Or are, the, are the individuals on our product teams Mm -hmm. In the teams themselves hitting results and and thriving. then if we're not doing that, we're not, we're not living up to our purpose.
1: Well, Um, and I, and I I think one of the reasons why purpose stands out as one of the structures that we, that we emphasize and we focus on is that a purpose gives guide rails and it's a litmus test to everything else. Yeah. You know, um, it's like the saying, if you don't know where you're going, any path will get you there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, okay, great. If we don't know where we're going, then it doesn't really matter what path I go down. But we don't want to go down just any path. We want to go down the right path that leads us to the place that we're all envisioning. Mm-hmm. And and so that, that purpose, you can always go back to it. It's like, why why are we doing this? this? Well, because you have the grand vision of the purpose of we'll take a company. You have the grand purpose of a company. But even like, then you have initiatives and then you have projects and then you have clients and then you have products that you're working on. It's like, why are we doing this? Does this match up with our purpose? Does this, you know, initiative within the company, does this process, does this benefit offering, does this decision um, at any given moment, does it line up with our purpose and where Mm -hmm. we are going? And so it's just a great understanding and it gives clarity. It may not, give full alignment, but you can commit to a decision if it aligns with your purpose. And so it's just a really good guide rail.
0: And I think you you we you've been using the word commitment a lot lately. And I love it because you can commit to a purpose even maybe if you even disagree with the current how. Mm -hmm. So you may be saying I'm I'm running I'm running along with this experiment because I believe in that this may be potentially a huge factor of driving us to our purpose,
1: right? Yep.
0: And we could be completely wrong, Mm -hmm. but at least we'll be able to test it. Like you said, that litmus test, we'll be able to test it against as we make progress, as this progresses forward, is this moving us closer to that purpose? Mm -hmm. Is this still going in the direction of our North star, or have we gotten distracted by something and we're going off in a different direction? And that's not that that's a bad thing, but that's something else. Right. That's just not our purpose. That's not our purpose. That's not why this team is brought together. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And we, I don't, I would, I, I don't know how much all of our teams do this. I know a couple of them do, but obviously Crema, the organization has a purpose statement, but I know some of our product managers lead with kind of saying, okay, why are we here Mm -hmm. as, as a product team with the client or with the, the product ownership group? Why, why are we here? What What is this product about? What's its purpose? So that we're all aligned of saying, if we're building features, if we're building functionality that is not motivated by that purpose, then somebody, everybody here has the right to raise their hand and go, "Um, is that what this is about? You know, like, and, and there's permission to say that is not purpose aligned. Right. Um, that's an interesting place where you can, you can give permission to have that challenge. And you might be able to say, well, it is tangentially aligned. And so let mm-hmm. me at least take you towards the path where I think it might connect back. And okay, well, then that's a conversation. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that yeah. purpose to draw you back, then there's no reason that, that, that anyone can challenge anything because mm-hmm. anything goes when there's no purpose.
1: Right. It's and chaos. I think- right and i think that you would be i'm sure that there are individuals out there that commit to doing certain things with very little reason i don't know if i would say no reason but maybe very little reason but for the most part and this is great you know these are great conversations starters in a way to you know we do it with clients all the time is tell me more about that why are you engaging with us or why this project now Um, even in your own relationships, it's like, you know, someone that you, you've known all your life shows up and maybe, you know, you go to lunch and they order something that's totally out of character. It's like, why did you just order that kale salad without any sort of dressing on it? And maybe just a few almonds or whatever. Oh, that is my mouth is
0: dry. (laughs) I know.
1: I know. Why are you doing that? They would probably, I doubt they would say no reason at all. just sounded good. It's like, no, why are you doing that? Well, I had an appointment with my doctor. Yeah. And they said, I need to lay off this. Well, why it's like, well, because if I don't, I, I could go to cardiac arrest. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, Oh, okay. So there's a purpose yeah. in that decision or yeah. any discipline that you engage in. Why are you getting up that early? Or why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, getting to someone's why and purpose really gets to the heart of who they are. Yeah. Why they think they're on this earth, why they joined this company. Why do they participate in this organization? Why they volunteer here? Um, is a great way to again getting back to, you know, what we say all the time. You know, we're humans building tools to serve other humans. It gets right. back to that human aspect. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I really enjoy ask asking. It's like, you know,
0: why why now? Why now? Yeah, yeah, you've yeah, done I'm that a, many times in my life. Why? Why are you doing that, George? Yeah, and I'm like, well, one, I you know, I'm.
1: My mo is not chit chat and small talk. So I, and I love learning about other people. So I usually try to, you know, like, Oh, interesting. Why are you doing that? Why'd you choose that now? And it's just a great conversation starter.
0: And I think that if, if you point that back to our conversation about contribution, I think what's really powerful about that is if you're, if your team, if you have a group of people get, coming together to contribute again, going back to contribution is this a group of people coming together to move something towards a result. Right. So that there is something towards its purpose.
1: Mm-hmm. Like an
0: engine doesn't just have parts for the sake of being parts.
1: Right. Right.
0: Right. But there's each of these diverse, unique perspectives of groups of people coming together have to do hard work. <laughs> I got to beat that drum right now. <laughs> have to do hard work,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not for the sake of doing work. It's, it's like you, I think you use the analogy of like, I, I don't mind doing hard work. And I challenge you, I said, you don't do hard work just to do hard work. You do hard work because you know, hard work will result with something. You don't go out and dig a hole in, in your yard just to dig a hole. You dig a hole to put a tree in it or to put a plant in it or to, you know, there's a purpose to that. Now, maybe if you're bored, you just dig a hole. I mean, I guess I did. It. But even as a kid, we would dig holes because in our minds, we were going to build an underground fort, <laughs> you <know>? mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> parents did not like that, by the way, when I mean, you dig a That's giant right. hole in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was a motivation you imagined a future that was different. Mm-hmm. You imagined that you could have, have an underground fort. And so you start literally like putting up like branches. So your parents can't see what you're doing. You're still your dad's tools and you start digging a hole in the back of the yard.
1: Where's my hammer and why is yeah. it covered? Yeah. Why is it covered with sod What and clay? <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention we were probably digging straight towards like gas
0: lines. Right. And, you know, we right. had no idea.
1: We did not but, call before we dug. No, sorry.
0: But but the mo- there was a motivation. And, and, and the same thing now as an adult, like, why do I ride a bike? I, I go back to this because I've gotten into cycling over the last couple of years. Why do I ride a bike? Bike. Well, there's a couple motivating factors, a couple whys for me. One, it, you know, I probably should. I should move my body. I'm getting older. My dad gave me my cholesterol. I got, I got to keep these things in check. Two, I love going fast. Mm-hmm. It feels good. I mean, there's lots of other ex- exercises I could do, but when you're on a bike and you're going fast, it feels fun. Uh, three, I get, I usually do it with friends. So there's like this social aspect to it. And so, and, and I get to be in nature. Like there's so many like whys to that, that by the time you say like, well, what does it take to ride a bike or become a cyclist? It's like, well, right. it gets weird, you know? You wear spandex, you clip your shoe, you literally fasten yourself to the, to the bike and you sweat for two hours, um, and probably have low blood sugar attacks somewhere in the middle. Like, (laughs) I mean, like if I talked about just the, how you'd went gone, why would I ever do that? Right. And I think bringing this back around my, my, the reason I get so passionate about this is like so many teams, leaders, companies are like, why are we not hitting results? Why isn't this do what I wanted it to do? I told you the features that it needed to Mm -hmm, have.
1: mm -hmm.
0: And you get this feature factory of people going, well, I built you the thing that you wanted. It does that thing functionally. I don't know why you want it to do that thing, but it does it. And then you're like, well, our customers aren't using it. Our users are unhappy. It's not scaling. Then why did you build it? Right. Why did you bring those people together to do that, that thing? Mm-hmm. And if you cannot lead with, here's why we're here, everybody. Mm-hmm. Here's our purpose. Our purpose is we think that individuals and organizations are going to thrive. If we had some creativity, a piece of technology, and, and maybe we rethought how we work together. Mm-hmm. That's the how. Yep. But the why is we think it's because now individuals and organizations can can thrive side by side.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's weight and meaning there mm-hmm. for sure.
0: So I'm curious, um, as we think about the framework, one of the things I'm, I'm trying to think about is, you know, Simon Sinek's start with why is a really brilliant, cause it's so simple. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm, we'll probably borrow from some of this language around how do you find your why? And, and, and some of the things that we want to think about is how to give teams a way to ask a certain set of questions that might be about their why. So you already said like, where's your destination? You know, um, what do you, tell me what you feel at the end of that destination? Not, not what's there, but like, what, what's the emotion that you have? Um, he used the example. I think I told you about this where he said, if you want to find, find your own personal, why call Call someone special in your life, a friend, Mm -hmm. not a spouse Mm -hmm. or a family member, but like a friend. And and the problem is I told you about, I should have done it with you, but I I told you about it Mm -hmm. and, and ask them, why are we friends? Why do we have a relationship? Mm. And then usually they'll say, they'll talk about a lot, bunch of like how things like, but why does that matter? And then he said, at a certain point, what will happen is the person will turn it around and they'll start to actually describe their own feelings Mm -hmm. about how they feel when you do something. And your purpose is closer to the emotion that you're causing in someone else Mm -hmm. than it is the what you're doing to cause that emotion. And I thought, that's really good. I want to figure out a formula that how that works within teams. And I'm mm-hmm. sure, I'm sure he, he has a, probably an online class for that. But um, it, it plays into this; is just so important that if you want to rally a group of people together, you got to figure out how to to get them to all commit to that purpose. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's not bought into that purpose, um, likely that they they either should change their mind or they should leave, yeah, or not be a part of that team, right? And that's as a leader, that's something you got to be okay with.
1: Yeah, one, uh, one exercise that has been used on me before um, when trying to identify your purpose um, is called uh, the DILT's logical level, D-I-L-T-S. Okay. And um, you start with environment, asking individuals about uh, the conditions of their environment, where are they working, where are they placed, and then behavior and then competence and then belief and then identity. And so you oh, ask yeah, questions yeah, yeah, yeah. to each level and because, and I'm not Do so those well say versed. those again,
0: say those again. So slower. you start
1: with your environment uh-huh. um, where you're at, um, the external conditions, the conditions, then, right. Then you go into behavior and your actions and reactions to that context, that environment yep. to that environment. Uh, then you go into capability and competence, uh, which drives your behavior, which is also kind of gets to that. How level, like, Mm -hmm. how are you, how are you interacting in that environment? And then you get to belief as to, as to why, yeah, why you might behave in that way. And then the last one is identity. And then, so that kind of gets to the, who you are. And again, I share this and I will qualify this. I do not know much about this model. All I know is that it was used on me. So I have not used it on anyone else. I'm not well-versed in it, but it was an interesting exercise uh, to go through. And um, so, yeah, it was, and again, it was very similar to what you're talking about, a series of questions Mm -hmm. starting at, you know, external. Yep. And then slowly gets into that, you know, those concentric circles, that internal, that why, and that identity is super helpful.
0: And I think that that's that you talked about it because I, I think I know where you experienced that, but that's that was very much on an individual level. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. important. I think there is a there's a you ought to as an individual be asking, what is my my purpose? Why am I on this planet? Right. Right. Um, and then there is the collective why, the mm-hmm. collective purpose. And I think probably that's more what we're talking about within this framework, is just primarily yep. we're saying. What does it mean for a group of people to come together? Now, we do say this framework works on both the individual, should work on the individual, the team, and the organization. And so at each level, what is your personal purpose? Right. Why do you, Why are you here? Why, why did you choose this career? Why are you in that context? Um, why do you believe that thing?
1: Mm-hmm, hmm
0: and the same, then you stepped up to, okay, well, I believe this thing because I'm a group of I'm with a group of people that believe this thing. So I'm not going to go into the religion side of that. I'm going to go towards the work side. There's, oh, well, I believe in what Krima's is doing. And even more specifically, at this moment in time, I believe in what we can do with and for this client right now, you know, and the value of this contribution. And then at an organizational level, I believe in I guess I kind of flipped those. I believe in the, the organizational why of what, why Krim is here and, and I want to be a part of that. Right. Um, I think that more people should be asking themselves, oh, what I don't, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what a lot of people ask themselves that. It's like that that kind of leads you to like, oh, I want to be a designer that can use Figma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well. I'm, that's very specific, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, I've been trying to teach my kids the, what's the book, the, the mole, the, um, the horse, the mole, what's it? What, what has it got? Is it
1: the, the horse, the, the, the horse, the mole, the Fox and the boy? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I
0: don't remember how it said anyways. Um, the horse, the, the boy, the mole, the Fox and the horse, um, by, Charles McAsee, which was given to us, and then we gave it to our, our team. And it, one of the questions is what do you want to be when you grow up in the little in the little boy, or maybe the, the fox says kind? Mm-hmm. Like that's a purpose. Kindness at least is closer to like I want to I want a world that's filled with kind people. Okay. Well, I can I can I can get behind I can get that. On I don't I don't know what that is on like. That. I don't know how we do that, right? But I can get on board with that um and so i guess the challenge to our listeners is is how do you think about the fact that take a second and pause to not go what we're going to do is we're going to solve this problem we're going to build this solution it's going to have these features it's going to do these things and in order to make that happen i have to have these people and they better work 8 to 5 ain't nobody going to be <laughs> motivated right by that mission right but if you say Listen up. We have the potential to change the direction of this company. We have the potential to bring immense value to our clients. We imagine a world where X. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, that that imagined world could be juxtaposed to the what was behind us. <laughs> we imagine a world that looks nothing like what we just went through over the last 18 months. Right. But the only way we're going to realize that world purpose is if we do these things, that's the how and the why
1: or the how mm. and the what. Yep, so good.
0: All right, we've got three more three more topics to get through to finish out the framework. And then we'll probably come up with you know, another four. I don't know, we'll see. Oh yeah, why not? Um, it's good, Dan, I always like chatting really with
1: good. you. It's good Likewise. to cross us
0: through this. Maybe we'll come up with a purpose statement it's for the podcast.
1: Why? look at the okay. time. All right. <laughs> All right Cheers. Guys. Bye.
0: This episode of people of product was produced by Larissa McCarty with the support from Gabby Caton, Julie Branson, and Alexa Alfonso. Our hosts are George Brooks and Daniel Linhart. People of product is brought to you by Crema, a digital product agency. We believe that creativity, technology, and culture can help individuals and organizations thrive. Learn more at crema.s.